0: So I typically will say, once you hit that like couple hundred thousand dollars annual revenue is a great time to find a lawyer and start a relationship. It doesn't mean you need to be spending ten or $20,000 a year, but it means you are getting to know each other. Hello and welcome to the She Believes She Could
1: podcast. I'm your host, Allison Walsh. I'm a corporate executive, entrepreneur, coach, professional speaker, and mom of three who's obsessed with mindset, confidence, brand building, and helping you create the life and career that you can't stop thinking about. If you're a queen who's chasing your dreams, you are in the right place. I love nothing more than empowering you and equipping you with inspiration, motivation, and the resources you need to make your goals a reality. This show is designed with your dreams in mind, and I am so excited for you to soak up the knowledge and wisdom that my incredible network of guests will share with you. They're successful leaders, impact makers, and world changers, and they're coming in hot with words of wisdom to help you go farther, faster, and make epic things happen for your future. Remember that I believe in you 1,000% and my goal is that you do too. Never forget that you are a queen and you deserve to have it all. So sit back, relax, and get your favorite note-taking device because you're about to receive positive vibes and advice that will help you level up in business and in life. Now let's get to work. Autumn Whit Boyd is a lawyer who helps million-dollar coaches and online business owners Build sustainable, profitable companies. She provides sophisticated legal guidance with copyright and trademark protection, contracts, team building, and problem solving. Along with her team at the AWB firm, she loves helping online educators grow their dream businesses with approachable advice and the right legal protections at the right time. The AWB firm also offers customizable contract templates that are quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working one on one with a lawyer. You can find auto in Chattanooga, Tennessee, hanging out with her three kids and husband, reading a good book or sipping a glass of champagne after bedtime. Please welcome
0: Autumn to the show.
1: Autumn, I am so excited that you are on our show today. Would you mind introducing yourself to our audience?
0: Yes, hi Allison. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really glad to be here with you. Uh, so I'm a lawyer, but I like to say I'm a fun lawyer. <laughs> I, my background is intellectual property, so I kind of come at everything from that lens. I have expertise in copyright and trademark. Um, it, about seven years ago, started my own firm, left the corporate law, and now we are a team of nine. We work exclusively with online businesses, so mostly course creators and um, you know people who have a special expertise or coaches. Um, consultants, those kinds of people. And we just love kind of wrapping our arms around them and supporting them in everything that comes up in their business.
1: Well, I love this because I have massive respect for attorneys. I went to law school and I decided not to
0: practice. did like, that. I, How interesting. Yeah.
1: Oh, I so much respect for you. So, um, yeah, just realized that that was not my calling, but yeah. finished it anyways. Cause I am a stubborn human. I was like, I'm not <laughs> quitting, but anyways. So I digress, but I think when it comes to anything, uh, legal, this also kind of falls in another bucket with like anything finance, I, this can find, uh, entrepreneurs going like, I don't what to do. Mm -hmm. So we're so glad that you're here because this isn't something you should just figure out on your own, right? Like you do need to seek legal advice. It can save you so much money in the long run when you really have the right infrastructure, you have the right things in place to protect you, to protect your business, to protect your intellectual property, all of these things that you're pouring into your courses and things of that nature. So let's start with that. Like, what are some of the mistakes that you see um, when you know course creators or just entrepreneurs in general are getting started, what are the things that they're messing up on in the beginning or that you know could be done better? Let's do it that way. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I know legal can be intimidating. So I'll share with you, Allison, what I often will share with clients when we're first working together, which is this is a no judgment zone. So you know, none, except you, most of your listeners probably did not go to law school. So you don't know what you don't know and that's okay. Um, I like to take the kind of big view that Um, The good news is if your business is small, that means your risk is also probably small. Unless you're like the business that we have, I live in Chattanooga, Tennessee, we have like a skydiving business here. That's a bigger risk. But my guess is most of your listeners are not doing skydiving businesses. You're a consultant or maybe a service provider of some sort. So uh, I like to look at kind of legal proportionate to what is the risk that you're seeing in your business if something goes really wrong. Um, So when you're just starting out, or kind of growing, I would say, you know, your revenue up to a couple hundred thousand a year. Um, The big mistake that I see is people just not using contracts at all. Like maybe you're not sure what should go in them or you're not sure where to find one that really is a good fit for you. So you're just not using one at all. And I'm just a huge advocate for putting things in writing uh, because even with our much larger, you know, further along clients, when they come to us with an issue or a question or, you know something sticky is going on in their business. It's almost always comes back to some sort of relationship or working with someone at either another business or an individual. And so my first question is always, well, what does your contract say? And if the answer is we didn't have one, that just makes things much harder to kind of figure out how to bring the two sides together to an agreement. So I am a contract evangelist. I think, you know, it's better. I have a legal pad right here beside me. You know, if you're just jotting things down on a legal pad and you both sign it, that's better than nothing. Um, We do, full disclosure, we have a contract template shop on our website. So I'll share more about that at the end. But um. You know, there are ways that you can put these in place that don't require, you know, spending thousands of dollars on a lawyer, which probably doesn't make sense if you're a newer business owner.
1: Yeah, but you're so right. And I think from the get go, right, like whatever you're doing, put it in writing, have an attorney help you or utilize the awesome templates that you've got because you have something to rely on yes. right like you have something to go back to and you know and also like if somebody's being sent a contract to I'm sure you you get this as often too like somebody sent me this contract or what do I do with this mm-hmm. like don't just sign it right I think that was one of the big things yes. I learned in law school is like you signed it
0: right it <laughs> doesn't matter if you read it or understood it or anything yes it's exactly. on you
1: so yeah. So like reach out and ask for help, reach out to understand the words that are in there because legalese is, is different, right? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily super black and white or super crystal clear when you're yeah. in the contract for, for most people. So, okay. So then let's talk about this because you talked about even, you know, smaller businesses. I know there's uh, women in this audience that are, are doing very well, um, are progressing. At, at what point do they need even more support or structure in their business when it comes to like legal guidance? Um, where are the other points that you see become points
0: of contention or, or just challenges with growth? Yeah. So I typically will say once you hit that like couple hundred thousand dollars annual revenue is a great time to find a lawyer and start a relationship. It doesn't mean you need to be spending 10 or $20,000 a year, but it means you are getting to know each other. You know, maybe you hire them. I, I like to focus on people's moneymakers first. So let's say you do one-on-one client work, like that client agreement is your moneymaker. maker. Uh, We work with a copywriting agency and I was just going through, they had it like a client dispute recently. And my first question was, let me see your contract. She sent it over and I was like, oh my gosh, this is kind of a mess. Like I could spend an hour and really clean this up. Are you okay with that? Um, So even just a small engagement, something like that. And then once you've got that relationship established, now you've got someone to call. You're not, you know, hunting and asking friends and trying to figure out in the heat of a dispute or a problem. Who am I going to reach out to and trying to vet people and get on their schedule? Uh, you know, even in, even when we are fully staffed and have plenty of capacity, it takes a week or two to kind of get started. Um, so that's a great point to just, so you have someone on call when you do either, like you said, someone sends you a contract and you're not quite sure if you should sign it or maybe you have a team issue. We talk more about that as you're growing. Um, but that that is kind of an inflection point, and that's where we love to come in is like around three hundred to five hundred thousand annual revenue. I know annual revenue is not everything, but it's just kind of those are some guideposts.
1: No, those are helpful guideposts for people to to kind of have in their minds too. And uh, you brought it up, teams, right? So this is something that you know I, we've been involved in businesses of all shapes and sizes, right? Everything from you know solo shops, like solo entrepreneur, to all, you know hundreds, thousands of employees, yeah, and team issues, right, can be a challenge. Bringing on new talent can be a challenge having that really clearly outlined, what are those expectations? I know like non-competes, non-disclosures, all of these things that they're really important, especially Mm -hmm. when you're building a business that is based on your knowledge and your experience. Right. So that's where I see it being even that much more important and the intellectual property, right? Like everything, the the knowledge of the business, Mm -hmm. right. Which is so valuable. And
0: most of these businesses these days, these online businesses, like the IP is really the only asset. Like you don't have equipment, you don't own land, that's really the value in the business. And that's what you're making money from usually is either a curriculum or a, you know, a coaching program, things like that. Yeah, it's absolutely so let's critical talk about
1: that. Like what needs to be in place because you got to protect yourself, but it also has to be reasonable to be yeah. able to be upheld in the court of law. Right. So yes. let's talk about some of the things that people need to be mindful of as they start to build their teams. Yeah. So
0: this is, we're going to like pull on our big girl panties here because, um, I think there's a lot of people who are like, just hire help. You, you know, you don't have to really worry about the rules. Just, you know, get people in the door. Um, but this is, we talked about risk. This is one of the bigger areas of risk for a business owner is even bringing on contractors. I think most people don't realize that you have to look at the law of the state where they're located and your own state where your business is located. Both of those states are going to have rules around how you can work with contractors and who should be an employee, a W-2 employee versus who can be a 1099 contractor. And those are really different depending on where you sit. You're in Florida. I'm in Tennessee. Very loose, very free. <laughs> it's like they don't really worry much about it. If you're in California or California, you have a worker oh my gosh, gonna say, yes. If you have a worker state. in California, yes. God bless. Um, it is. It is expensive to comply there. It is. There are a lot of rules that you have to follow. So I think um, I'm just kind of on a mission to open people's eyes to the fact that this issue exists. And whether you're hiring an HR consultant or someone to help you with it, whether you're doing the the research, which I think it's a little tricky, like not a great DIY area, um, unless you've maybe worked in corporate and you have some experience there. Um, But, you know, working with a lawyer to help you, that's one of those areas that it takes our team. I'm not an employment lawyer, but we have two on our team. That's an area, it takes maybe an hour or two to research the state's. Put together, you know, we have a template that we use internally too for a contractor agreement just to make sure everything's in writing. We include that non disclosure that you mentioned. Um, Non competes are not allowed in all states. So that's something we have to be really careful about. Um, And then there's some other, there's just weird rules. Every state is weird. (laughs) So I no, wish there was so, just one rule for across the country, but there's not. Me too. Yes. Like, yes.
1: But, you know, that would make it too easy, right? So yeah. but you mentioned but, the intellectual okay.
0: property too, yeah. that needs to go in your agreement. Um, what most people don't know, and I'm a copyright lawyer by training, is if you hire a contractor, so, a, um, you know, a virtual assistant or someone to help you with graphics or help you with your curriculum, any of those kinds of things, um, they own the rights in whatever they create which is totally bananas. Like you would think it would be the opposite, but because they're a contractor, they own the rights. You can change that in a contract, but it has to be in writing. There's certain rules you have to follow. So this is definitely an area where you want to make sure you're protected.
1: My face is getting hot. Just I know, like I'm sorry. Things, right? so, but I mean, it, it's just important, right? Get long story short, find an attorney, work with them. Do what you need to do, CYA, right? Like yeah. do what you yeah. need to do to make sure that you're all in check, that you've done things the right way, that your business is protected because the last thing you want to do is, is go through some type of a dispute that you don't need to because yeah. somebody to pops start. up
0: later claiming they own your, you know, your stuff or that you're using it without permission, which we have seen
1: hundred percent. So, and I know you've done a lot of legwork around this. So like, let's talk about the templates that you have available and all of the other resources that you have available, because this could really save a lot of time, energy, and effort for our audience. So can you share more?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So the templates are on our website, which is uh, my initials, awbfirm.com. And you can type in what kind of business you have or what you're looking for. We have basically everything a small business would need from website documents. So like your privacy policy required by law. your terms and conditions. Um, if you sell an online course or you have a group coaching program, we have specific templates that are like a client agreement for that. Or if you're doing one-on-one consulting, we have great agreements for that as well. Um, if you're hosting live events, we have some agreements for that. And then we mentioned team. That is one we do have templates. Those are a great starting point. Um, we do recommend, you know, take these to a lawyer who can, um, you know, help you customize or do some research, but you will save some time by having, You know, we have a remote, um, we use this a lot with our clients, a remote worker agreement, which covers some things like you will have a workspace that is free of distraction. And, you know, if we mail you a computer, (laughs) you will mail it back to us. We own it. Um, You know, some things around that. So lots of different things to check out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, this has been really helpful. So I'm sure there's a lot of people that are sitting here going, okay, I need to find Autumn. Uh, I know you shared about your website, but how else can we find you, follow you, support you, share what you're doing with others that might be within our network?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we're on Instagram at same thing, AWB firm everywhere and Facebook. We're just starting to get into LinkedIn. So if you're on LinkedIn, I would love to connect with you. Feel free to just send me a message and uh, we'd love to connect. We're kind of trying that out because Facebook and Instagram keep changing and I'm oh, not going to dance I- around. <laughs> That's not my vibe.
1: <laughs> So, your vibe, but you should, you'll do really well on LinkedIn because you've got a whole captive audience. I think it'll be great. Entrepreneurs yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, set up some sales navigator lists and go to town. I'm sure you can find a great community there and yeah. the groups there are awesome. I, That's I'm what I'm looking forward fan. to. Yeah.
0: Making more like real connections.
1: Yeah. I know. There's so many features. I was just even updating my LinkedIn profile the other day. I was like, this has gotten a lot cooler than it was. And you can share <laughs> video
0: awesome. now. Like there's yeah. all kinds of new things that they're really promoting. Yeah. we excited to try it out. Great all that stuff. So, yep. Have fun playing in like yeah,
1: So, um, But, you know, we love to ask everybody that comes on this show, what's a book that you recommend for our audience
0: to, to check out? Yeah. So this is one of my very favorite. It is called Never Split the Difference. You may have heard of this written by Chris Voss, who was a former FBI like lead hostage negotiator. So it's a negotiation book. But I think it's useful for anybody. I mean, I use the techniques on my kids. <laughs> so it is, you can use them, you know, trying to get an upgrade at the airport. It is It is just kind of the psychology of how people make decisions and respond to different types of negotiation tactics. But I pull it out anytime I have a big negotiation coming up for a client, and, like thumb through it and make notes. So it's really well written. It's very engaging. Yeah, um, it's the audio book nice. is great. Uh, but yeah, it's it's one like I keep um on my desk. So
1: no, it's a fabulous recommendation. I'll link to it in the show notes too. It's um I you know, I always remember like where I, I'm an audible person, right? Yeah, like, so you're like no where you are when you're listening to it. And I was doing a bunch of trips on the turnpike in Florida, you know, and I was listening to it on back away. And it is great. I mean, so many valuable pieces of, of advice and really for anybody. So it's it's applicable to life and business. Um, so really good recommendation. Yeah, I love that. Thanks. Thank you. One more question. What does confidence mean to you?
0: Oh goodness. Um, I think it means just like feeling good in your own skin. Like, I agree. Yeah. It's not external. I think confidence is internal. Yeah. Oh,
1: it is an inside job. Loved it. So that's great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. you know, around here, it's all about she believes she could, and it all starts with confidence and the ability and to trust yourself and, and take the action, take the steps. Obviously, you've built a great business that took confidence to do that, and, and you help a lot of other business owners have confidence in what they're doing as a result of being prepared to take on the next stage of growth. So yeah, that's, that's our goal. So that's
0: in, interesting that you um, pulled that up because that's what we talk about with our clients a lot is they come to us and they just feel unclear or like they're not sure sure. So that's really our goal is to help them feel confident. So I love that.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Well, great. It was so awesome to have you on the show today, Autumn. Thank you for all that you do. And we're cheering for you always.
0: Oh, thanks, Allison.
1: I hope you've loved this show. If you did, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. It makes a big difference and helps a lot more queens who are chasing their dreams to find this show too. We work really hard on creating a quality production and I want to make sure as many people that need to listen to it can. So we appreciate your help in advance. And of course, check out the show notes. We always include lots of great information in there as well as links so that you can continue the conversation or access additional support or resources or the book recommendations from our guests. So please check that out. We would love for you to continue to stay engaged with our beautiful community. You can also access the She Believed She Could Facebook community from the link in the show notes as well. And you know, we'll be continuing the conversation at Allison Walsh on Instagram. So please join us there. And remember, I believe in you 1000%. And my goal is that you do too. So please stay connected. Let me know how I can support you as you chase and accomplish your goals. I'm always happy to make a connection or maybe it's just to fill up your cup and tell you that you're an awesome queen that can accomplish anything that you set your mind to. So whatever you need, I'm here for you. I'm so excited for you. Stay focused, beautiful. It is all within reach and you deserve abundant success. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.